money, I know I like to chop up the pounds, you call me El Chavo Rolling that bag, flipping the pack, selling that shit, selling like that One, welcome to the Frame of Flower podcast My name is LMC, this is episode number 32 I'm joined by a very, very, very special guest, a legend, a, a legend from the South, a legend in the North now, my guy, Jackie Chain. Thank you for joining me. All right. Thank you for having me, brother. Thank you. Yeah, man. I, um, you know, really, I, I will get in, we'll get into CJ here in a sec, cause he's the one who, um, got us connected, but. I've been when I've been researching you, I got back into all your all your music and I was like, oh shit, this is a real legend from the south. Um so yeah, brown. Yeah, so how long so how long in Alabama? So you're from Alabama, right? Yeah, from Alabama. How uh how long were you there for? And then when did you move? If you don't mind me timing wise. I was I was I was born in Alabama. Um I moved when I was like two. I moved to Korea you know, with my mom, I was with my mother and, and whatnot, but, uh, eventually, uh, I moved back to Huntsville, Alabama, which is where I was born. I moved back in the eighth grade. And Hell so yeah. I, I kind of, you know, the, it, it really, it kind of raised me in those, in those in high school years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, looks like, Oh, there we go. Hello. There. Are you a, um, are you roll tide or are you, uh, I'm War Eagle. War Eagle, baby. Okay, yeah, hell yeah. I just I had to I, I had to ask that because I was curious. I was like, if you're oh, from Bama, you're either one or the other, right? Yeah, it's serious down there. I know. They don't, I know. We don't, I heard. we don't. We don't have no pro teams, man. So it's like that college shit. Yeah, man. We're serious about that. Yeah, it's it's some of the best games I ever watched. That that kickoff return, crazy. One of the craziest plays of all time. Great. Like honestly, I'd yeah. say top three craziest of all time college wise um yeah it's always going to be a good game you know the iron bowl it's i mean very rarely is it you know is it not action-packed you know and like i got friends that you know we're, we're best friends but if they're bama fans and i'm you know during that game we don't fuck with each other man like you know you talking that's wild like yeah it's like we get really mad about that shit so so it's serious man but but uh, but yeah, Alabama's definitely passionate about about the football, man. No yeah, doubt. Man. Absolutely, absolutely. So you got back. So you you went back to Alabama eighth grade, and when did you end up in Cali? Um, I moved out to Cali probably five or six years ago. You okay. know, I moved to LA. Uh, and it was just one of them things, man. Where like I got an Airbnb. And, and and a week turned to a month, a month turned to six months. And, and next thing you know, like, you know, I just didn't leave, you know? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. LA is one of them cities, man. There, there's, there's a few cities in the world where you can go and, and, and shit can really pop off, you know, like really, you know, and, and LA is just one of them cities where uh, if you, if you got that hustling state of mind and, and, you know, you're in the right place at the right time and a lot of doors can open for you. You know, I, I ended up doing stuff in L.A. I never thought I would, you know, like uh, I would, you know, I hosted a radio show for three years. Shout out to DJ Dirt, Ballers Eve yeah. uh, and, and, you know, Gangsta Boo. Um, and, you know, we, you know, just it's so many opportunities present themselves there. And, it, and it's really, you know, it's really easy to get 
a lost in the hoopla or or you know uh it's a fast city man yeah i was yeah, i just got back from la uh was there shooting the show um now yeah it's a little different from seattle but um yeah no, LA, la is dope though la is dope my, though yeah I, you could sorry keep going i think i'm pretty sure my first dab ever was done in seattle hey what hell yeah, yeah. Do you, do you yeah. go to Seattle a lot? Have you been up to Seattle a lot or spent a lot of time around up here or no? Um, I mean, I used to come through for shows, man. And I'm, yeah. uh, I was on a, I was on tour with Mac Miller, me, Mac Miller. Oh um, my God. That's legendary. Freddie, Smoke Dizza and Big Crit. And we, we all rolled out and Seattle was the first a dude pulled up to, uh, I was doing a, um, I was doing like a meet and greet at like this sneaker shop up there. And the dude pulled up with a like a portable fucking dab rig in the back of his car, dude, and like you know had the torch and shit. And yeah, that yeah. shit was oh man, yeah, that was- bro, yeah, that's no, that a hundred percent. No, there's a lot of dabbers up here, man. I'll tell you that. I mean, there's dabbers everywhere now, but was- man. yeah, no, hundred percent. No, yeah, um, that's that's a crazy lineup, though. You said wait, let's. So you said Mac Miller, R.I.P. By the way, um. You said Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, right? it was me. Gangster, me, Gangster Gibbs. That's fire. And then me, Miller, Freddie Gibbs, Big Crit, and Smoke Dizza. Damn, that's crazy. And I was the oh, I sit here in front. I was the opener. I opened up for everyone. You know what I'm saying? But it was it was it was great to be on that tour. You know, it was a, it was an awesome tour, man. That's an all star lineup for real, though. 100%. Yeah, it was wow. It, it, it was it was a lot of fun, man. Like you know those, uh, you know, two totally different aspects. Like you know, I'd hang out with Mac Miller, and, and they'd be we'd be eating pizza and drinking beer and joking and and doing you know, kid shit almost. And then you turn around and and I'm kicking it with Gibbs, and they're on yeah. some angster shit. Like, yeah, motherfuckers, like fucking pulling up, strapped. You know, so it was like. It was a crazy, it was crazy, man. But you know, I formed a lot of good bonds and a lot of relationships uh, just off that one tour. So you know, it was it was it was great, man. That's it was my fire. It wasn't, wasn't my first tour, but it was like my first major tour. Like it was yeah. the first time I hit a lot of West Coast markets. What you know? year was that? Do you mind me? Like, like I think it was 08, I think, man. Right when Mac was coming out, like getting big, right? Yeah, it might have been 09, 08, 09. Yeah. So after yeah. I signed. Yeah, and Gibbs, and I've been listening to Gibbs since, like, literally since my brother, you know, I've, I've been listening to him since, like, What It Be Like, that, you know, I don't know, you're another song, like, yeah. dude, and and I remember hearing, like, this is back when I was in middle school, and we hear he gets dropped by Shady Records, and it's like, man, he, you know, but now he's really glowed up, though, like, the last couple years. Oh, uh, he's got, yeah, he's he's really got the shine he deserves in the last, yeah. like, you know, I, I, I I think he got nominated for a Grammy or something. Yeah, shit, he man. did. He did. I think yeah. for uh for what was it? Was it Alfredo? I always I Alfredo. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. It was fire, yeah. dude. Yeah. That's that's crazy. That's such a crazy mixture to be. You're right. Yeah. With with Mac Miller and Freddie Gibbs. That is that is a. That's yeah. a- it was like you know because I hung out with Gibbs and then more because there was. You know, I, I love Mac Miller and we got along great. And they was a little bit younger, you know, and we was kind of, you know, we was kind of on our, on our, uh, you know, I had my homeboy Big Scoob with me and a lot of different people with me that was more of the gangster element. So yeah. we gravitated towards that shit, man. And, and, 
And uh, it definitely was like, not like literally like <laughs> we, we would go over here and, and they'd be telling story. I mean, just the craziest stories. And we go over here and it's just, just party and kind of just chilling. Oh, and just... Oh, you know, it's like frat boys. Yeah. And, you know, so it was it was cool, though, man. That's Shut wild, bro. It really like, you know, like all them dudes really put on great shows, man. And they really love what they do, man. And it shows when they perform. So like, you know, on a lot of tours I, I would do, I wouldn't stick around. But like I, I almost stuck around for every show then because like they were just so, you know, every single one of them, I, I became a fan if I wasn't one already, you know. For real, dude. You're know, top five favorite songs of all time, like smoking songs of all time for me, really. I, this is just nostalgia from when I was a kid. Is Personal OG by Freddie Gibbs. I don't know if you ever heard that. I'm, I'm not, sure I have, man. I'm sure you have. Yeah, no, it, it's, yeah, it's all that, dude. It's, it's crazy, dude. And that song actually, what blows my mind when I hear some numbers he be thrown out in his raps, he's like, I'm going to get it from the Bay for 27 hundo. I'm going to ship it to the, the Midwest for 54. I'm like, I better, I should be charging more. I should have been charging more back in the day. Like, you know, like, yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> you know, and those are real numbers he was spitting, you know, at that yeah. time. Like, so it's like, you know, like you can relate to it, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I realized then I was like, all right, we got a, a little bit more tax here now, man. Motherfucker. I remember yeah. boy Jim told me like, he said that a dude, uh, hit him up on tour, whatever. I got a pound for this and that. And Freddie was like, shit, bring two of them. Dude brought him up. Freddie upped the pistol on him. And dude was like, I can't believe you're robbing me. I'm a fan. And he's like, shit, if you were a fan, you would have known I robbed motherfuckers in my, from my lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Four, <laughs> man. You know, and this is years ago, so I ain't trying to snitch. I don't, you know. No, but, yeah. And that's like, you know, I don't. I don't know if that story happened then or happened before, but it was a story I heard and I was like, this dude is crazy. Some man. folk legends. Yeah. No, that's I, wild, bro. That's, that's, <laughs> you know, I got really close with his homies, man. And like, I, I remember like uh, one time, you know, we were on tour and, and it's like they got pulled over, you know, cause, and, and some of them dudes went to jail for being strapped up, you know, during the tour. And it was like, you know, them dudes was really about that life, man. You know? Yeah, no, it was, yeah, Gangster Gangster Gibbs for sure. And it's kind of like, you know, now he's glowed up a little more, you know, you know, he gets a little bit more mainstream, you know, but like, I remember, I was like, re- like, I've been fucking with Freddie Gibbs Dude, since I, the I beginning. Know, yeah, I bet I got Gangster Gibbs on like a techno beat, man, on, on my uh, Catch Dubs mixtape. I bet you I'm the only like, only one that ever put him on a beat like wait, that. Wait, he, wait, 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 is it that, is it that, yeah. is it, have you heard that, have you heard that remix between, with him and um, Flume? I haven't. Shit, shit goes so hard, bro. I'll send it to you. It's so hard. It's like one of the crazy. Yeah, it's so hard. You just remind me of that. Um, okay, so been up to Seattle. So you got to LA about what? You got to LA six, seven years ago. You said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so you were out there though, kind of chilling for well, a little bit before. Longer than that, I think I. No, yeah. It, actually, I take that back. My bad. I got to LA like. You've been coming out there, right? About nine years ago, because yeah. I lived for five years before I moved out here. And uh, and my son is three now, fixing to be four. So it's been almost nine years I've been in Cali. I'll take that yeah. back, Mom. No, you're good. No, yeah. No, well, um, I got so I got I got people. I got I, I mean, I haven't talked to them in, in ages, but you not know, people in Bama and Georgia. They'd be flying into Seattle 
this is back when the very the very end of the the good old day the medical days right i remember hearing you talk about this in the no jumper interview you were explaining it to adam and stuff but um man those were the wild wild west days where like i was 17 going you know like i was in you know, I, was, I was going to garfield high school in seattle leaving leaving class going pick up five ten pack go sell it to a store like it was a free market you know what i mean yeah yeah man and, and fools were just rolling in they'd be flying in they got their medical cards so it's all good right be packing up moving it out and uh now nah, that that was a that was a crazy crazy time it's not even crazy time it was it was a it was a hectic time but but it was beautiful you know nowadays what you see with like the legal market it's all got all these red tape and it's got all this yeah. you know all these uh and it- yeah. I respect it like it's it's like they you know I mean they they test for weed stronger than they do for the food we eat you know what I'm saying like they go to like to the millionth percentile of the like they test for this shit but I get it man like if you're paying that I mean for the price you're paying in the white market hell yeah that shit better be clean like you know what I'm saying yeah but um it's but, crazy yeah. pricey in Cali though bro it's crazy it's crazy there no. like I yeah oh yeah and pretty much, man, like in Cali, like if you buy weed from a dispensary, it's either because it's like some exclusive strain that you like burner just dropped some shit and you want to make sure it's the real shit or it's, you know, but or it's like some elusive strain that you want to get. But like nobody I know that's from Cali really shops at the clinics, man, like except for like cartridges because you, you can't really buy cartridges off the street nowadays, man. Yeah, There's so too sketchy right so on dumb. that. Yeah. Well, you know, what's crazy. Right. And I always tell people this because I've been I heard the stat. I heard the statistic uh, a couple like a year ago or two years ago now. 2019 uh, marijuana business daily. They did a um, they did a whole study and they said that they didn't. So they knew they knew in 2019 there was three point one billion dollars worth of legal cannabis sold in that in that year. Right. And they estimated what the legal market was. And they said it was nine to 12 billion dollars four times more than the legal market and i'm sure that doesn't surprise you at all but blows my mind coming from you know out of you know being from seattle and stuff like that shit's yeah. cool. y'all's y'all's illegal market is a beast it's a different animal like it's a car i mean it's uh, a, you know. like like dude like even like when you talk about these fires man you're talking about tens maybe hundreds of millions of pounds lost man like like when you talk about these little towns in NorCal, like these, you know, all through the triangle and even above the triangle, man, just really NorCal, like everybody grows, man. And it's like the, you know, there's no way that, I mean, if they grew that just for the city, everybody would have to smoke a hundred pounds a day more than that. You know? So it's like, it's so tremendous that the, the amount of weed that, that comes out of California, like I would wow. think it more than that man you know because like the legal market they're doing their thing the white market they're doing but i mean man dude like uh, i mean just the packs going out like and shipping in the mail and on ever just that shit i mean i mean it's phenomenal it's mind-blowing it's not even yeah it it blows my mind i mean they're just a sheer number and like just i mean think about this california is the fifth biggest economy in the world it goes U.S., China, Japan, Germany, California. It's like what the fuck? But um, no, a hundred percent. I mean, I always be, I would, I would be talking shit to my Cali homies, be like, you know, Washington be sending out more packs right now. I'm just kidding, obviously. But you know, uh, 
but no, nah, I swear it'd be, it'd be Washington, California, obviously. Yeah, we're in Colorado. I don't want to give Colorado too much credit. No, I'm just kidding. But I swear those are the main. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, they'd be, I think we all really were selling, sending most of the packs, supplying most of the, uh, uh, the country slash the world with, I mean, Cali was for sure. I mean, the, the world really. Yeah. Um, I mean, some people like come out to Cali just to find a plug, you know what I'm saying? Like with the sole purpose of just meeting a connect man. And it's not hard. You run into them at the fucking store, you know, you go, you know, everybody's a connect out here. I mean, everybody knows someone that has weed out here. So it's like literally it, you know, uh, so, you know, people don't really, you know, if if someone's in Alabama or Tennessee or somewhere and they, and they want to think of somewhere to go get weed, their their first choice is not going to be Colorado or Washington. It's going to be Cali, you know, Absolutely. and that's no, you're, you're dead. Right. I mean, it's just like it's the it's well, it's like the, you know, Cali Kush. Right. It's that like, you know, world famous, you know, like Cali, like yeah. that just that saying. Right. It's like it's almost cliche because it's so popular. Right. It's that it's that Cali Kush. And then you know, you start to see other, you know, other people becoming, you know, it gets a little saturated in Cali. They come up to, you know, come up to Washington just because you can fly into Seattle, Oregon, you know, Oregon got hella bud. I mean, I, when I was in yeah. high school, I got homies bringing me up like 20 packs and they, 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 cause they just grew, you know, all outdoor that good cheap shit. Just, just flood yeah. the markets. A lot of people are scared of Oregon cause they got them booth packs, man. You might get a CBD pack that, that had a little bit too much T and it ain't the whole pound you can smoke the whole pound it won't get you high but it looks beautiful yeah you know what i'm saying and like, yeah. like that's that's coming out of oregon a lot that's man. been pop you're right that's been popping off lately i got my home my yeah. homie goes we just bought 10 pounds online legally from oregon it doesn't get yeah. you high but it looks beautiful <laughs> looks beautiful oh i know dude i know mother yeah I, you know i ain't gonna dude i know motherfuckers yeah. hitting lit, and i'm like dude that's karma <laughs> bro you're yeah. selling like you no, know? yeah. I I I feel like everyone learns learns that karma's real. Eventually, it's just different for everyone. Definitely different for everyone. Um, all right, let's. So, I want to get. So, it went L.A. Then it went up Northern Cali, right? In terms of chronology. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's go over L.A. and then we'll go into. Um, are you, wait, so are you up in Humble? Like, like what area? Of, we can get into that actually. Let's just go to L.A. actually first. So. You know, that's been, it's been covered in a lot of different interviews you've done, right? So you, oh, you know, you're running some, some, some stores in, uh, uh, some, some, uh, some dispos in, uh, or dispo in, in LA, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had a dispensary oh, off, yeah. uh, off Melrose. Yeah. 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 That must be a crazy place to, uh, have a, have a, have a dispo. Yeah. Well, sorry. You just, you just cut out there a little bit. What was that? I said, yeah, it was tradition, man. Like, like, you know, there's a lot of big dispensers down the street, man. It, it was beautiful foot traffic. Like, you know, it was awesome, dude. I bet. I bet. And, and you know what? You know what? So I was like, doing. How, I was, how much better? Sorry, keep going. Uh, damn, I think we got a little delay, but I'm going to work. I'm going to learn to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I was saying, like, you're familiar with Fairfax, right? Uh, yeah, kind of. I don't know LA crazy like, but I know I know of Fairfax, right. but yeah. Like, like 
like Fairfax is where like Diamond and Crooks and Castles and like all your all the like the skater and all the like OG, the OG shit brands, is. bro. That's wild, yeah. Yeah. So, so like I was on Melrose, but then like right next to Fairfax, so it was like I mean it was it was perfect, man. It was a perfect. It was a prime location for sure. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, and I remember. So I when I was doing research and you were talking about it in the the most recent No Jumper interview you did without him. Um, and you know, he brought up the whole, and this is what fascinated me too, is the kind of the whole extortion thing and how like the whole community was all, you know, being protected, right. They're all being, you know, making payments, right. Like the, you were saying the taco guy and that's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And that, and that blew my mind. And so I had some questions about that. So was there any benefits to it really at the end of the day? Like, like, were they protecting you? Like, you know, like protecting you? Like, you know, you're, I remember you saying in the interview, you're like, oh yeah, the guy was like, oh, let me know if you need any help. You know, like, was there any benefit to I it? I mean, really? I never got in any situation where I needed to call them, you know, um, but I have no doubt that if I would have called <laughs> him and, and if it was in his interest, like, cause yeah. I kind of feel like the dude I was dealing with enjoyed that shit. Cause we met up and we kicked it more on a, on a personal level. Like it wasn't just business. Like, because I wanted to, cause I was like, man, I got to keep this dude kind of close to me. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I feel like, you know, a lot of times in that situation with those, with those type of cats that hold weight like that, like a lot of times, like they don't really have to do too much action. Like a couple words holds a lot of weight coming from that type of, uh influence you know yeah i, I so would, yeah, um, i would think so, so I, dude yeah i never got in a situation where i had to call on the troops but um one of the like you know i got a homie i got a homie that um because you know when i got shut down it was a situation kind of where they were like well hell you, you still got six months on your lease so we're gonna still need the money for them six months type shit you like damn like we know you're getting out of here, but we still need our money. And so I got a homie that who's whose uh, father was very connected and, and who he's very connected, even though he's not 100 percent in that life as far as daily. Yeah. Day. Anyway, you know, like he you got made the respect. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he made some calls, got everything cleared up. And I talked to this dude still every week, you know, and and, and uh and and, you know, like what I've learned from those type of cats this man is uh the people that are in the game already know they're about that action so a couple words you know words go a long way coming from them like because oh, yeah. they everybody knows after words what the next step is so it never yeah. really had to get to nothing like that yeah they don't have to say too many words no i could yeah 100 percent. and it's that's yeah no it's it's that's 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 wild bro so yeah. So how many years were you uh, in L.A. doing the store? Roughly just like, um, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like with the dispensary, I was only probably in it for a hot six, seven months, bro, before yeah. I got shut down, you know. Yeah, that's why. And, uh, and and that's when I started growing. That's when I was like, well, let me let me switch to something where, you know, that's a little less uh, that I can control more. You feel yeah. me? Well, yeah, hundred percent. So then you made your way up north, right? Um, there wasn't just, it, dude. It wasn't just, you know, when you talk about extortion and shit, dude. It's the fucking 
the owners of the businesses too. Cause man, I had $28,000 in deposits. Okay. Just in different deposits first month, last month, da, da, da. Fucking because I got a d- dispensary, they know it's a dispensary. So they need this. Okay. So as soon as I got that letter, all them deposits went away and they wanted more deposits for me to keep the lease. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. that's, that's too, you know, no, it's yeah, like a hundred percent. And that's what fascinated me. Is this- selling- Sorry, keep going. My yeah, bad. If I was selling, if I was selling fucking bagels or fucking leggings for chicks, I wouldn't have had them problems, but because it's a dispensary, I get classified under a different set of rules and that's kind of fucked up, you know? Yeah, no, that is kind of fucked up. Not hundred percent. And that, and that is a little bit like I did think was interesting when I was hearing your interview is it is like, it's just built in to the economy for certain types of businesses, which I thought was fascinating is it's like, you really ain't got no, tr- I mean, that's like, that's, that's how it goes. Right. That's the economy. And um, I thought that was, that was, um, that was fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, Okay, so then you make your way up to Northern Cali, right? Yes. Okay, sweet. So what? So is it humble? Like what area? I don't. I know there's like the the main three areas. I don't know Cali that well to be honest, but yeah, I'm I'm a um I'm a I'm about an hour or two north of Sacramento. I, I'm I'm right I'm I'm right around Redding. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know where that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't like to give where I'm at. Sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad. No, no, but I but I am not in the triangle, but I'm I'm right You're past around the there, tip. yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm around the area. Absolutely. Okay, sweet. So you get up there. The reason I moved up, it, it, the reason I moved up here to this area is because like I, I knew Humboldt. Um and, and I fuck with you know, I fuck with a lot of people in Humboldt, but Humboldt was kind of like you know, it was kind of like, uh, okay, uh, do I want to move to the hottest motherfucking weed town in the world to start my, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like property not more up there and different shit like that. So I kind of, uh, I knew people where I was at. One of my good homeboys, Stang, um, yeah. uh, he already had some shit going on here. And, uh, and I ended up, uh, just through like uh, uh, me and my manager ended up purchasing some land up here just through different investments that we do. And uh, and so instead of selling the property, we were like, well, hey, let's 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 try to grow on it. And we moved up here and it just and, and it's one of them situations. I ended up having a kid. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. one of the situations, where, you know, rap, you know. I love rap, man. I love rapping. I always love rapping, man. I always will love rapping and I'll probably never stop. But um, it comes to a point to where to where um, I got to set myself up for something because because when I'm 50, when I'm 60, I ain't still going to be jumping around on stage doing all these. Fuck. I got to have I got. So so it's more of setting. Now that I got kids, it's like setting myself up for for, for a the bigger future. Plan. I, I, absolutely. I, I've been I've been studying because I'm really fascinated in the uh, the music industry, right? The music business. It's it's fascinating to me. One one, it's like one of the slimiest industries when it comes to like the record labels I've heard, right? They'd be I mean it depends the kind of artist, I guess, if you're like you're you know, I I've just been here yeah, lately. Definitely. Yeah. And like, you know, I real I think just with just I mean I'm you know I'm 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 always still learning about it. But um you know something I kind of realized is kind of I think what you're pointing to is like I think like, like, like rap, you're going to make money. You're gonna make good money. There's very few artists out there 
Like you got your like Drakes or those people that are going to like, they could live off like forever off that money. They make off just music, but really 90, 95, 99% of rappers or, you know, musicians, like it's their platform to then put them on to something else that will then, you know, help support, you know, the rest of their life, which I, which I think is that's smart. It's super dope. You get the exposure, you get some money, you know, it you know, obviously depends, but um, yeah. Yeah. Transform that into a whole nother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, cause not not you know you got you got rappers that got longevity. It, it's it, I sort of equate it to sports, okay? Like, like you take an NBA, the average NBA career is like what four years? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, like, um, not everyone's NBA, LeBron, right? You, you got, yeah, you got like you know you can do you can do certain shit, and it got to a point like I could still be touring right now. I could still you know I still get offers for shows. I still get offers for features. I still. Get, you know, but it's like, hey, um, my bad, I lost. You're you good. You're good. You're good. I was, I, I was like, you know, at the end of the day, man, like it's got. To, I'm a hustler, bro. At the end of the day, I'm a hustler, and I've never stopped hustling. The rap shit was was cool, man. The rap shit was fun, and when I was getting ten grand a show, and and you know, when I was traveling and doing all this shit, it was dope, man. But when it gets to a point to where, um, I got to be away from my family my kids my girl i got to be away from them it's got to be worth it enough to where okay i gotta be making this amount of money and, and right now i'm not i'm not making that amount of money i'm making i could go on tour i could go on one or two tours and make enough money to live for a year you know maybe not live the way i'm accustomed to i might have to cut some you know and that's the whole thing i don't you know i took money that i made because it a lot of, what a lot of people don't understand is man is like touring is what it's rappers the money right is the main money right like you get you get a rapper like he's not that big say even someone that only makes two thousand dollars a show but he does a hundred shows a year That's you know what I'm, yeah you know what i'm saying so yeah. and, and 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 that's kind of where i was at but it was like i don't i don't i don't want to be 45 50 55 and still and still doing the same shit you know what i'm saying it's like I'm, I'm, i buy properties like crypto shout out to bitcoin ethereum all that shit I, my shit's right now you know i made some investments um bought some property and i love growing weed that's something i can see myself as a 70 year old man still doing you know what yeah. i'm saying it's because it, because sooner or later it's going to be legal in places like alabama tennessee georgia and 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 i got so many you know Come on now, it's Jackie Chain, man. I go out yeah. there, I'm good. I can open up all my, you know. So it's setting myself up for the future, man. And hundred percent. Yeah, and you dude, know. I, and, I get the sense that you like. I mean, you're obviously. You I mean when I hear hustler, I hear like adapt. You know, adaptation, right? You're adapting. Yeah. Right? Like you're you're constantly, you know. And that's like that's what the that's what real hustlers do. I mean, you, you know, any entrepreneur they got to pivot, right? Um, and yeah, and so that's and and I think that's a that's a that's that's a that's a really like i think that's really smart of you too i mean you're setting yourself up for going to the south too to go set that up because the i got homies in the south bro cannabis is huge hemp there you know like all like the you know the, the yeah. fucking it's crazy there bro they love it like i got friends already doing hemp and, and that's already uh 
you know, friends that are that are in with the politicians and that are that are that their parents rub elbows with this and that. And and they're in a position when it does go legal, they're going to get the licenses and they got the land and they know I know how to grow. And it just puts myself in a position. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. and uh, and, and, you got, it, and you got the marketing, you got the connections, the other, you know, all around. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah, really it, smart, bro. That's that's brilliant. I love that. Booming market. And if, even if it only stays in Cali, like. I mean, dude, it's, it's, it's good out here. You know, it's, yeah. you know, I got three properties out here. Like I get, I, I pretty much get a new property every year, man. Like we're expanding, like everything's good out here, man. Like, stacking, you know, well, yeah. Like, cause the thing is, it's, it, it, I, I had to think to myself, what could I do for the next 20 years, 30 years while I'm raising my kids that I love? What can I do? I'm a country boy from Alabama. I got I got four or five four wheelers, jacked up golf carts, tractors. We got all kind of shit out there. That's I'm what je- I'm, I'm jealous of you, bro. I'm a city boy, and yeah, I always my my brother went to college out. Uh, he went down in uh, Oregon and Linfield, and he and he told me he's like, country boys have all the fun, like legit, and I, and it's true. Building, <laughs> it's building, I got. True. I'm, building, I'm building my house right now. I got I got 35 acres with a. I mean, it's the sickest view you've ever seen. No, it, no, you can't see no house, nothing but green mountains. Like I don't have no neighbors. That's like, fire. I, yeah, That's man. So I, fire. Yeah, That's it's so beautiful. fire. Hell yeah. Beautiful. Cheers, brother. Yeah. Hey, cheers, bro, bro. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm. So, I knew it was gonna be a good talk, bro. I'm, I'm learning so much, and I, I appreciate your time, by the way. Um. Okay. So I'm curious, right? We're up, and we're, so in the, in the, we're kind of following the, uh, the chronological timeline here. So how'd you end up meeting CJ? Because CJ's my boy and he's the one who set this up. But I'm I'm curious on that front. CJ is a, I mean, this guy, I, I met this guy probably, I met him in real life like only a few weeks ago, but I've been talking to him for the last few months. This guy's a, this guy's crazy. Yeah, CJ's the real deal, man. Like yeah. I met CJ. So like, if you want the whole full story. Mm-hmm. So um, curious. <laughs> Mm. Shout out to buddies. These live resin pins are the shit. Yeah, shout out so, to yeah. buddies. Got fire, by the way. Just gotta say that they're up here too. Yeah. So, <coughs> so um, I'm not gonna say I was on the run, but like I was living in Huntsville, and it was like 30 days before I was about to do a tour, and um, some people got pulled over before coming to my house, and 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 it just it freaked me out. So my uh, my homeboy, white boy Roy who um if you've seen my show croptober on social club tv yeah. uh he on that show but anyway he was living in uh medford, yeah, we're gonna get into that oregon. show i want to ask you about the show in a sec too yeah, yeah. so he was living in medford oregon at the time oh, okay oh so, so i needed to really like just lay low for like 30 days till my tour started my tour started out west so i was like my tour started in california actually so i was like all right i'm just gonna lay low in medford my homie you know he's got some plugs out there i end up getting some shit so so cj and another dude named greeno hit me up on instagram or twitter i can't remember which one it was back then this is like 12 13 years ago and <laughs> so, oh it might have been my it's probably twitter bro or myspace maybe twitter it might be tw- it might but, be twitter it's probably my or like facebook myspace probably that's wild <laughs> that's crazy. yeah but uh anyway like you know i'm green to the game did i go down there i buy like 16 pounds i pay way too much i buy like 16 pounds i put them in three boxes and i send them off and all of them get stolen i get empty boxes 
at the crib. So, uh, so CJ's like, hey, man, um, I'm going to bring you some samples up with some shit to look at, you know? And he brought me some shit, and I told him straight up, I was like, look, I'm fixing to go on tour. I was like, uh, uh, I just lost, I just invested my whole, you know, you know, my whole bag into these 16 pounds, man. And I got jacked and, and, and on, and, and on some real shit, that motherfucker just threw me like 10 pounds. It was like, here you go, man. Just, just, just a just, cool little 10 pack real quick. Damn. And, okay. And showed me the correct way to wrap them and told me what I was doing wrong. You know, I didn't get it at the time, but I mean, me, in Medford, Oregon, with my uh, my Alabama accent was way deeper than <laughs> walking in there with three big fucking boxes. They already knew what it was. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, we're fixing to lick this out of town, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And that's what they did, man. And I got empty boxes, you know. And so CJ kind of put me on game, you know, showed me the right way to do it. Showed yeah. me, you know, I paid his gotta, gotta piece, put bro. me on game. And, and got, got me a food saver. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even wrap up packs like that no more. I just keep in my room just for fucking nostalgia. I swear. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so like you know, I, I paid him for the ten packs, and I went down to Humboldt, and we ended up kicking it, and and we've been cool ever since then. Like it's just one of them. It was one of them things where he was my plug, but it was also we became really good friends. Like we kicked it. We took vacations together. We like we kicked it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's, good. that's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I've heard I've heard some stories about him somewhat, but I'm I'm still trying to get more info on him. So I've heard I've heard I've always known because I've just known CJ Humble, right? And the cracker jack someone different. Well, no, no, yeah. So I was in LA with him. And he goes, he goes, Oh yeah, my name's Jack. And I'm like, fuck this wait cj i don't make no sense and then and then i make it it's like cracker jack so what's the difference between the two <laughs> like why do why <laughs> why do you change the like what's the, the i mean I like you know you know he went you know he's been in and out of prison of yeah, course yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. let me just tell you this let me tell you the cracker jack that let me just tell you a story about cracker jack this this is one is like when I met him, he had about four or five hoes, like hookers that worked for him. He was a pimp. Yeah. Bad. I ain't talking about scraggly tweakers. Like all yeah, of I them. Drove, pimping. Yeah, for real. All of them drove an Escalade or a Tahoe or something. <laughs> all, you know what I'm saying? All of them had their own house. They didn't live together. All of them had their own house. And and he was getting getting to the bread, right? And yeah. so so me and my me and my homies. Sean's pulled up, you know, we're in Humboldt, we're chilling. We always stayed for two or three days because we'd handle our business, then we'd stay and kick it. And so, uh, so, so Cracker Jack gets a call uh, and he's like, oh shit, what? What? He did what? What the? And hung up, I said, oh shit, what's going on? You know, and he was like, uh, uh, fuck it, man. He's like, this dude just came up here. He's like, he bought 200 pounds and didn't buy shit from me. I was like, what, what the, you know, what does that mean? <laughs> he's like, no, he's like, look, man, I know you're staying at my house. He's like, if I don't, if he's like, if I don't come back tonight, I'm dead or I'm in jail and left. I said, oh, shit. I said, what should we do? I was like, yeah, I was talking. I was like, man, should we get a hotel or something? I said, I don't know, you know. So we wrote it out, man. And 
couple hours a couple hours later this motherfucker shows up with about 200 pounds selling them to me for the low you know what i'm saying so, <laughs> just pulled a gangster gangster gibbs yeah oh that's, that's you're gonna come to my city and not buy from me i'm gonna take it all you know what i'm saying yeah. like like he he was like i mean like <laughs> I've heard him and his friends arguing about who's going to keister the knife before we go into fucking reggae on the river. I'm like, dude, we don't need a fucking keister a knife before we go to reggae on the river, bro. We're not, <laughs> in- you know, like Cracker Jack's crazy, but, but he's like, you know, he's really like that real Humboldt that like, like all that murder mountain shit. They should have came and hollered at CJ. Like he, like he, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like I look at that shit and laugh when I when I when I when I know what the real you know. I've been to Humboldt with CJ. Yeah. Like I see his dog. Yeah, you know? no, he told me in the first interview we did. He goes, "Oh yeah, those motherfuckers. Yeah, they're all afraid of me." Like, like you, <laughs> I was dying, nah. bro. I was dead. Like triple OG, man. Like yeah. two, you know, and it's not and and but but it's not just that. Like I've never seen anyone like. And I know he didn't just do it because he was with me or in front of me. Cause I I've seen him do it when he didn't even know I was looking at shit, but like anytime he saw a homeless dude or someone playing a guitar or any, I mean, huge, he, he, here's a hundred dollars. Here's a hundred. When he tipped, he'd get a coffee, $20, one coffee. Like, you know what I'm saying? And not that, not on no ball and shit on he some, was just the giver, right? Just like, yeah. well, you're from, you're from the community, man. Here you go. Like, you know, he tell him, don't buy no dope with this, you know, spend, go get you some food. You know what I'm saying? Very yeah. give, very, but if you cross him, it's OV, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I, it's OV, bro. Oh, Dude, he told me a story about, he told me a story. This is in the first interview. He's like, yeah, I was helping my dad with, um, and his friends, they were, they were growing like a ton of weed, right? Whatever on the, on, on the hill, uh, on the mountain. And, um, they all molded up, right? And his dad was about to, they were like, him and his, his dad and his friends were like, okay, we're about to burn it. And he just goes, and he like lost his shit and he pulls out fucking, you know, is like, you know, whatever it was. He goes, dad, I swear to God, I'll fucking shoot you if you fucking burn that weed. And he ends up fucking cleaning all the weed up, him and his, him and his homies. This is like when he was 17 or something. And they made they made off like bandits, but it was just like that's like humble right there. At least what I know, right? Like that. <laughs> yeah, man. Like you know, it's bad, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, like when you you know when you 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 don't know the amount you know like it, until you've been there. Like the type of people, like you got people from everywhere, dude. Fucking China, Argentina fucking brazil you got trimmigrants coming from everywhere because humboldt is that famous humboldt is that you know what i'm saying it's the mecca ground zero of weeds like like people like you'll see people holding up signs will trim for food i mean it's this trimmigrants yeah no 100 yeah it's world famous and it's it is crazy though like yeah you'll see all different types i mean so are there hella Chinese up in Humboldt? Like, are there hella or hella Asian Asian people up in Humboldt? Because in in Seattle, I'll say this right now, like the the Asians run the shit. They run the weed game. And like, and I I used to work. I used to work with the Vietnamese and in, in the fucking tri- dude. They were they were dope to work with. They're about their business. Yeah, you know, I'm, about I'm, their business. 
I'm Korean, and so, like, in the Asian community, I'm a fucking OG. Like, I fuck with a lot of real, of the real Asian gangster motherfuckers out here. I fuck with them, dude. And and, and it's, like, where I'm at, I can't speak for Humboldt because I know there's a huge, I know the Asians are out there for sure. Where I'm at is a big Hmong, H-M-O-N-G, Hmong, you know, but it's spelled H-M-O-N-G. Okay. There's a huge Hmong population out here you know what i'm saying and then what is, what is wait wait mon, mon, what is that sorry mon, yeah excuse okay h-m-o-n-g they're mungs mungs so were what they, it is were they yeah what is it what, what, what are they okay they don't have a country they're like you know and and all my mung brothers please forgive me if i if i spit the wrong history but this is what i've you know I, i've done shows out in saint paul minnesota for 500 people nothing but mungs one white guy one black guy 498 mungs you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but basically, you know, in a nutshell, I don't want to I don't want to slaughter their history too bad. But but what it is, they're nomadic people. They're, they're, they're you know, they, they, they don't have a country. They travel. They're nomads. And, uh, you know, uh, they were brought here for to work on the railroads and for and for different shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. But but where I'm at is a huge Hmong population, man. And 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 them and, and so are them, they are they Asian from Asian descent or like um no they're Asian they you yeah, know yeah. If, if I had you know I mean if I was to compare them to another Asian you know like uh they're more like Filipino or Laos yeah. like more yeah. darker Asians, you know what I'm saying and uh and they're fucking straight gangsters bro like like I got nothing like I got nothing but respect for the Mongs man at St Paul Minnesota out there like in uh san jose and and where i'm at like they're deep and chinese too you got the chinese man and yeah. and the uh, laotians and and mians and and you know but but definitely the asians yeah. are if they don't uh, you know i'm not going to say they run shit where i'm at but they're neck and neck with it's like mexican yeah. like the cartel asians and then and then all your kind of like hippie white dude growers yep. where i'm not saying for all of norcal but where i'm at it's split up about like that but them asians i fuck with them dude like they yeah, fuck with I, I fuck with them tough bro well so up here in seattle the vietnamese be running shit up here and the vietnamese yeah and they're and i'm dude i love like i've been to vietnam too i was, I was fortunate to go bro vietnamese people and i mean this in the best possible way bro these guys these people are hustlers business men and women like they are about their business and i love it i love it and yeah but they i mean not not oh, yeah. yeah no they're about but it though. i love it but but they're gangster with it too like yeah. you know I but they run it like a corporation though that's what i respect about it. it's like it's like, like i've never seen like with the asians dog like i've never seen it like you you uh, like i'll go over to the to my asian homie's house and he'll have five or six 80-year-old women trimming. And he'll be like, yeah, that's my aunties, <laughs> my grandma, my grandma's friend. And they're like 80 years old just trimming. And they've been doing it. you like for every year for a minute. Yeah, that's wild. The grew. The parents grew. Now the kids are growing. Like it's third, fourth generation growers up here. You know what I'm saying? And age getting to the money dog it's, it's great money bro they're getting to the money like for real though and it's like i said they run like a corporate like there's no problems you just better bring the money back or the pack back that's really what it like the packs back like literally that's like right. oh and it's like because and i don't you know it depends you know all that but like it depends right but no it's it's crazy though because so like in northern Cali, but in seattle like 
they got they got like thousands of these small little grows all over the city thought like thousands oh. and thousands and th- like and it's it's yeah no it's it's great it's dope it, it's it's impressive it's impressive i would say yeah yeah a lot of the asians i fuck with man and the mexicans too shout out to my essays man but their mindset is okay i got I got four spots. I'm going to blow these motherfuckers up a thousand pots. I'm going to blow them up. If two of them get busted, fuck it. If yeah. one makes, if one makes it, I'm straight. If two makes it, I'm rich. So we're up. Yeah. That's yeah. So diversifying. That's so that's brilliant. It's brilliant, bro. That's yeah. No, it's, you got to respect it, bro. It's, it's, you know, the, regardless of it being, you know, I mean, when, when it comes to the trap or whatever, dude, like people, people are you know it, it continues like you know the the boys you know the fucking the the cops you know they be making a move and then you know the other side be you know one up you know it's just like continuous advancement you know more and more and it's just like it, it is dope um okay i want to get into so i watched a couple episodes of your show i fucking li- loved it thank you man. I, I loved it and i genuinely want to say this too like you know a lot of I like reality reality TV show. You know, it's a really popular thing in 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 the U.S. But like some of this reality shit is kind of just like, what the fuck is this? But um, I really I actually really I watched I watched the first two episodes. Um, and I, I thought it was dope. I thought it was dope. Um, right. how, so we'll get into like I want to talk a little bit about Social Club, but I want to talk about first like Croptober your your show, right? Um, so you know, typically with like um reality TV shows, it's kind of like like how reality TV show is it? If you don't, you know what I mean by that? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> with this one, you got, you know, you got to think about, man, there wasn't no big machine behind this. There ain't no TN, uh, TNT or, or VH1 or VH1 is it, it, man. It's just some homies. I know that, that have a film company and it's us, you know what I'm saying? So they're, uh, there really wasn't nothing scripted or there wasn't no like, yeah, that was my question. Is there a lot of scripted stuff? Cause that's what like a lot of reality, like the, the, it's just like all scripted apparently. That's what I've heard, but yeah, no, like, like those robbery, like that robbery. If you haven't seen the show there, the, the first episode, there's a, 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 a Xbox recording of a robbery. Like that's real. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That really happened. Like that's an actual recording of my homie getting robbed and pistol whipped. You know what I'm saying? That's real and, reality TV, right? Like that. Yeah. You know, like yeah. those, fire, you know, it, it, everybody's heard about the California fires, but man, until you've been in a fucking fire, like I'm from the South, man, I'm from Bama. We worried about tornadoes and shit like that. I ain't worried about no goddamn fire <laughs> out here. That shit's crazy, man. You know, right. 250,000 acres in one day, 24 hours, yes, that's, that's a quarter million football fields. And in one day, like, uh, is, is uh, the, the fire that happened this last year. Yeah, it was bad. We felt it up here. Trust me. I got my, all my homies on the East. Trust me. Yeah. No, there's the smoke or the ash or even a little bit of the fire. I mean, and, and, you know, yeah, like, man, I, I'm, I tip my, you know, I, I'm no, yeah, I'm, it must be I'm, devastating for all these growers that I lost. Oh, I did not. I not only lost my grow. I lost my crib. I lost my R, my brand new RV. I lost all kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god! I'm so sorry, man. 
No, it's man, but dude, there's I still got a roof over my head. There's people I've seen people out here, dude, that lost everything and ain't got shit. Like I'm fortunate. Like, yeah. you know, I you know, but but I did lose a lot of shit, you know. But luckily, I you know I I, I have the the means to bounce back. But some of these people out here are fucked up, man. You know, you got people living in Walmart parking lots, man, and yeah, man. it's crazy, man. But but that's part of it, you know. And I and and I it's like. Like I said, in the South, we got more tornadoes, hurricanes, yeah. that by fires. Like, man, that's fires it just burns every it just burns everything. Like tornadoes, Air. it'll it'll tear it up, right? But it doesn't, you know, necessarily, you know, just turn it to ash, right? Like that's just scary, man. Yeah, man. No, it's I mean, it's crazy in the and so you know, in the summers, um, for the last like what three, four summers in Seattle, man, you couldn't see across the lake. It's so smoky, man. We were all wearing, you know, we had like mold. I mean, I'm sure it was terrible for you guys too. Like we were, we were wearing masks for at least a few weeks because it was. Yeah. Like, I couldn't even imagine down down in yeah, Cali, Oregon. Crazy shots from San Francisco on the internet, like just uh, yeah, that shit was wild, man. It was you like I'd be at a, I was at a, I was at a baseball game. You couldn't see across the stadium. On God, you couldn't like That's it was bad. that it was that bug. It was that wild. Like it was like literally like 500, 700 feet fucking like london fog bro almost like <laughs> yeah bro yeah no it's 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 crazy is there any sort of like government assistance with growers to help these people like at all or do you, do you know i mean i don't know too much about no government assistance yeah. now, but no where, where i'm at man a lot of growers like i've had a lot of people reach out to me that's you know, people saying they will help build a greenhouse for me. People saying that they would give me free clones. I have got free clones from people. I never took it for, I always shoot them something, but they offered it, you know, but, but uh, I, I really respect how the community, the weed community comes together in a time of crisis. And like, you know, it's not just me. Like I know, like I heard of these, you know, I mean, it's like five, six different people hit me up DMA, man. If you need clones, I got you like, you know, gave, all my friends, hundreds of clones to, you know, and and all around it. That's, that's beautiful, man. Yeah. So it's, it's, I haven't seen too much government assistance, but the community, it's been beautiful how the, how the cannabis community has come together and really like, you know, like, yeah, like helping to build shit. Like, you know, people are offering discounts on different shit. Like it's nice, man. Yeah. You can rely on the community, but yeah, usually you can't rely on the fucking government to be honest. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you know, I, yeah. Uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's weird, man. A lot of the shit, like, you know, a lot of times, like when you get that FEMA cleanup, like if your if your property has been burnt and you get FEMA cleanup, uh, when you sign them papers, you're giving them the right to come on your property for two years, three years. Oh, what? Yeah. Really? You know, yeah, oh, I wouldn't so, want that. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, so you gotta read the fine print, man. And like, a lot of times they can find, like, you know, like they, they cut down trees that are undesirable, but they leave the desirable wood. But a, a lot of times, as desirable wood is not wood that you want. So if you don't clean that up, they come back and find you. Which I'm not dogging FEMA. Don't yeah. get me wrong. They cleaned up my property. They did really good. Shout yeah, out. Yeah. They, but I'm just saying. Uh, uh, know that if if you do sign that paperwork, they can come back on your shit. That's crazy. They can do that for two. Damn, that's wild. Damn. Um. Okay, so I want to get into Social Club TV. So how did so how did Croptober come about? Like how did so Social Club TV for people that don't know, it's a really dope. You can download the app, 
It's free. You can watch a bunch of different shows, a lot of dope cannabis content, including um, your show, Croptober. And it's is Bur- Burner is an investor in Social Club TV, right? I think. I believe I believe he is, man. Yeah. I think you know, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. I, I have heard that uh, Burner's an investor, and in like uh, you know, his show is definitely on there. Uh, uh, Be real shows on mm-hmm. there, like a lot of good weed content on there for sure. If you're a cannabis fan, it's a free app. You ain't got to put in no uh, no email. Yeah. It, bam, it's there. So yeah, no, it was easy. I downloaded it. Instantly started watching. No, it was dope. It was dope. Um, what do you think about the other content though? Like, have you been? Um, have you checked out any other content? I, I haven't checked it out yet. I'm. I'm. I downloaded it. You know, a couple of days ago. But um, have you had time to check out any other content or besides? Yeah. 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 No, they got a lot of good shows. They got a lot of cool fucking documentaries. You know, like uh, and and really well shot shit. You know, it's not like it's uh. It's really well well produced and well put together, but like I said, Burner's show, Burner's uh, all his uh, his mania shows are on there. Uh, I'm a big fan of Be Real. That's my homie. What's up, Johnny? That's my little son. He just said, "What's up?" Hey, Johnny. What's uh, up? <laughs> uh, you know, Be Real shits on there. There and uh, that's popping. Yeah. How, how's your boy get? A, how's your boy get a show, man? How do I get a show? <laughs> I got it. I'm still making my way up. Yeah, that shit. Like it's it, it it's just like the rap game, dude. It's it's uh, you know, snakes everywhere, man. But uh, for real. But uh, you know, right now we're working on trying to get it on Netflix, man. Uh, as a series, so you know, it is what it is. It was very fun. Shout out to Born Ready Films. They did a great job, man. They did a you great know? job. I'm a I'm a part time. I mean, I started. I did a lot of videography. Uh, I still do. Um, and I was. That was beautiful videography. I love yeah, it. Yeah, great job, yeah. man. Yeah, they did a great job. Um, okay, I want to get into because I definitely, you know, I'm a I'm a huge fan of um, Southern rap, especially kind of like you know, I guess the OGs for me really. But you know, so you know you, you know you have a you have, you have a song with Bumby, Big Crit, you know, I, how how was that like so when did how did you meet bum b by the way because bum b by the way i love pimp c r.i.p you know yeah um, how, yeah, you ever um, i mean be like you know like i've had a few songs with bum b man like uh uh but I, i've met i've met bum b a few times i mean several i mean i i, I can't even remember the first time i met bum b you know but I've met, I've I've hung out with Bumby multiple times, man. I've never met anyone as real like like I, like for that video shoot that you're talking about. That um, you know, him and his wife had tickets to like an Astros game or something, and 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 I mean, they were like an hour late, and he was like, no, oh, you know, I got and like stayed and made sure. He was like, my bad, and that's like, and I, I've dealt with a couple rappers. Doesn't really happen. Like no, yeah. <laughs> Like his, you know, his, his wife was saying, Hey, we got to get to the game. And he was like, hold on. I want to make sure, you know, and he really, and, and, but I will get, when we recorded the song in the studio, uh, I brought two ounces and thought that would be enough. It wasn't like that (laughs) fucking smokes, man. Like I'll put him up. I'll put Bum B up against Snoop Dogg, Wiz Khalifa, any of them. I'll put myself against them too, but 
Bun B, I'll vouch for him. He'll he'll smoke. He'll, he'll, he'll I'll smoke it all. I thought for a minute you were talking about the activist. I was like, you better no, bring a pint. No, no, I'm joking. No, 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 no. My bad. <laughs> when it comes to smoking, Bun B, he don't bullshit, dude. Yeah, he that's... smokes, man. Like, yeah. yeah, real shit. Yeah, that's. Did you ever get a chance to meet Pepsi, or was that was that after? Man, I didn't. You know, cause like you know, uh, he was in print. You know, he was in prison, and then when he got out, um. I mean, he passed so soon, you know, yeah. like it would have been a dream of mine to like, you know, I mean, fuck. That's, that's my favorite rapper. Like that was Pimp yeah. C's favorite rapper, you know, like, and you can hear, you know, a lot of people say they can hear Pimp C in, in some of my verses where I kind of subconsciously imitate them like jacket like even i hear, jacket, it. I hear it. yeah no for real like one of my main ad libs jacket chain is you know that's from oh from yeah. pimp C. like it's like it's hard you as know. fuck bro it's hard as fuck bro yeah i swear i swear pimp C is like one of those you know those gods among the southern route you know what i mean like my yeah. era in my era like the, the biggest you know yeah yeah r&p bro really to a legend um how did that song with Kid Cudi come about? Man, so um, the Rolling was like a B-side to my single, man. And, and, and I, was, I was passing out, C, you know, this is back in the day when you had to actually pass out CDs before. <laughs> Trapping out the trunk. Yeah. Yeah. So like I was in all the strip clubs passing out my CD and, and everybody, all the strippers enjoyed the B song, which was Rolling. And, 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 you know, back then, I don't know how it is now. I mean, back then it's like the, the DJs that worked the strip clubs were usually the same ones that worked at the radio stations, you know? And, uh, so the song started getting hella radio play rolling, started getting hella radio play, like 2,500 spins a week, 3,000 spins a week. Yeah. What like, year was this, by the way? Sorry. I'm, I'm curious. Like, uh, Oh, eight. Oh, eight. Okay. Damn. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And, uh, and and so uh, I moved to Atlanta and I end up signing a deal with Universal yeah. and and my A&R uh, shout out to Nigel Mack. My A&R was uh, uh, Kid Cudi's A&R, too, who's also he was, you know, he was a lot of people, but he was Kid Cudi's A&R, too. And I guess somehow Kid Cudi heard it and jumped on it, you know, That's and, fire. That's and so since, since we were on the same label, um, you know, we put it out as the official remix. Crazy story too, man. I, I went to New York to shoot the video because that then because Big Sean jumped on the song too, and then Big Sean put out like a little video where he was like in the studio, like listening to the sample, acting like he came up with the beat and shit, and like did a video to it. So like I had that shit shut down, taken really? off. Really? What? Yeah. He's trying to bite that shit, like take it. Well, no, he 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 just got. It was you know, this is the mixtape era. Oh uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I put the instrumental out for anybody to jump on it, you know. Yeah. So on it, but he just put out a video right when I was in New York about to shoot a video with Kid Cudi. So I was like, whoa, hold up, you know, we gotta wait, man. Like I don't want that to take, you know. And uh, and uh, Kid Cudi ended up. He was filming a TV show with Showtime. Uh, I forget what it was, man. But, but anyway, he he was clean and sober, and he said he couldn't do a song about drugs. Hmm. And you know, and so I didn't flew to New York, which which I respect that. Yeah, I, yeah, ain't yeah. No, yeah. Heart, ain't no real towards Cuddy, like I like uh, uh, 
you know, at that time in his life, if he felt like that was going to maybe make him fall off the wagon or something, then no, do it. But that's what led to okay, I, me saying, all right, well, let's shoot the single for Parked Outside with Bun B. Oh, and man, Rick. that's how that's how that's beautiful, you know? bro. Yeah, that's that's hey, that's fate right there. So go back. What do you think? What do you what was your like? Did you like the mixtape era? Because I, I, you know, I kind of came through. You know, I was in the eighth grade going through high school in the mixtape era. The first, like, to my junior year, shout out to Dat Piff, shout out to, dude, I, I love the mixtape era, but, like, as an artist, what did you think about it? Oh, I loved it, man. Like, a lot. Like, one of my biggest songs, uh, Haze, is a song, that, that was someone else's song, had a song called Days, and I just kind of did a mixtape joint, and it fucking blew up. You know, a lot of people didn't even hear the original yeah um, but, you you let away in that person bro really yeah yeah and and uh um you know i i loved being you know i love that whole mixtape era like man you know i remember when drama and them was got busted by the feds and all that shit dj drama and canon mm -hmm. and and like but but that was a beautiful time because i mean like trapper died jeezy like all the gucci man Hard like fuck bro yeah yeah, all them rapping on other people's beats like that shit was fire that shit was so dope. fire bro and then it led into the no ceilings from you know you know with little little i mean you know little wayne took the kind of later the later half of that shit and then or i guess it went to like the future yeah no no 100 but um i think you know in a lot of ways it's like true essence of creativity man there's no you know nowadays you're hearing about like you know Nicki minaj getting sued for a song she didn't even put out you know what i mean like the clearances and stuff like are crazy well, now People got to understand back then, like the labels, like the labels would send out uh, a clean version, a dirty version, an acapella and an instrumental. Uh, now, why would you send out the instrumental if you didn't want other people to rap on it? Like, that's what made the songs bigger. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. so back then, you know, now it's kind of, you know, a different situation. But back then, people embraced it like. Like I said, I, I wasn't mad at Big Sean about jumping on the song. He did a fire verse, and I and I put a version out with me, Big Cuddy, and Big Sean, and and yeah, you know it, that wasn't the situation. Like back then, people put up put their beats out to get wrapped on. Like yeah. that's so that, wait, so the labels did it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, because you okay? Because you know, I had homeboys. My DJ was the 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 program director at the radio station. So, so they already had it. Okay. Yeah. So all the singles I got, you know, and it's for mixing, you know, it's for mixing songs, but you got to know people are going to get them. And, 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 you know, if you don't want no one jumping on it, you don't give the instrumental out. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So, so even though, you know, technically I, it could be classified. They were for mixing people was rapping. I mean, if, if you knew, a, I mean, and, Dude, everybody was rapping on everybody's beat. It was beautiful, you know. It's creativity, bro. It's, it's just yeah, I love it. It's like the yeah, true essence of it, right? It was dope. Like people, like artists, you, you know, it. it, it uh, you didn't have to know a producer if you were an up and coming artist. You just jack someone's beat, man, and you know it was cool. Yeah. It was a cool man. It was a fun yeah, time. What, what would you call that era? It's like, what was it from Oset? Like, what would you? What was the mixtape era roughly? If you could have to say like what years? Because it was like what, like eight or nine, ten years? Like, what was it? Oh, it's yeah, probably from like uh 06 to probably like 012, something like that. I mean, it went strong for I mean, people are still doing it, you know. Oh, yeah, it's, no, like, it's just not yeah, it's not as popular, dude. I remember, no, yeah, I love I mean, that shit, art, dude. Artists were putting out whole mixtapes with with very rare, very few original beats, you know. 
For real. Like, I mean, they just started. I mean, they had you know people just making the whole the whole album just based off a of hit song. Like that's what that was Wayne was what uh, what Wayne was doing. Like, I remember yeah. I read uh, Soldier Boy had a song "Kiss Me Through the Phone." Oh, yeah. On uh, just front me a zone, just <laughs> me a zone, and I'll pay you later on. That's fine. Like, that was fun. Like people used to remix shit and make it different. Like that was yes, no, hundred percent, bro. And like I, I love that you go on Dapiv, download it all. You be at school the next day, bump like, bro. I lo- like, yeah, no, I, I, dude, like Gucci. Like when I, the high school I went to, we got like force fed Gucci. And like, so, so my, my question is like, who, who are like, in your opinion, top five rappers in that era, the mixtape era from the South popping off in your opinion? Top five from the South, like mixtape era. Fuck, yeah. Man. Like I, Gucci's gotta be in it right now. No, you like, gotta have Gucci and Jeezy. Yeah. yeah. Know, and, and I mean, dude, like, Top five mixtape. I mean, at that, time, you know, no, no specific. Yeah, I mean, at no, no that order. Time, Houston was really blowing up. So you had like your Paul Walls and your Shout like, out Chameleonaire, by the way, too. Chameleonaire, like you yeah. had all the guys, like their their mixtapes. DJ, like Alabama, really embraced the whole screw movement, man. So, so uh, I mean, Shorty Low was killing it yeah. back then, like. Um, that's hard, man. It's top five. It's also like two different. It's like two or three different eras. Because at the very end of that, you get I mean, the future yeah, era kind of comes yeah. into it. Because future's at the very end, and like some other, you know what I mean? Like the newer kind of trap rappers kind of be coming in the area, like Young Scooter. Oh my God, bro! Jug season, bro. That shit was Dude, went off, bro. Killed it. Future took over the game too. Yeah, he yeah. killed. Yeah, bro. Free bands, dude. Yeah, for real, man. I, dude, it's crazy. The nostalgia, like looking back on it, though, there was, it was really that era too where people, like, you know how, like, you got your friends that always be like, you know, those, 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 those song hunters that be on the web trying to find, like, that era though, everyone was like that. Like, oh, I got this new mate. Like, like, dude, yeah, I got some, so much nostalgia. You used to be able to buy mixtapes in every gas station back then, you know, like Atlanta, Alabama, you go to, you go to the gas station in the A or they got you have DJ drama mixtapes, all kind of mixtapes through there. You can get DJ Smalls mixtapes. Like you just had, you know, it was like that was mixtapes was that was that was it. That was that well, shit, bro. That was the like I said, like we were saying, the true essence of like creates. You know, everyone just there's no there's no red tape. There's no lawsuits. There's no fucking you know, and then eventually the fucking big labels get involved and you know, whenever they get involved after a while, they, they destroy it. Right. Whatever it is. Right. Yeah. I'll tell you the top, my top two mixtapes though. Yeah. DJ burn one chicken talk with Gucci Mane. Dope. And young Jeezy. The trapper die with DJ drama, man. It's hard as fuck, bro. That's wait, 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 wait. It's does, does that, does that have the Gucci that mixtape? Does that have kitchen on it? He said no. Like Gucci do the dishes, ain't nobody, nobody fuck with my kitchen. I no? did. Yeah, Gucci. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was Smack a classic. Did burn one. That was that. That was the chicken talk. That was that had the street hot there, man. Yeah, bro. That was the real. That was the beginning of that. That whole really the south, the rise Jeezy, of the south. Yeah, the Jeezy was tight too. Yeah, Last bro, it's time. crazy for me, dude. Jeezy, like, 
like because I'm 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 24, bro, and I know Jeezy's a legend. I kind of was, you know, the BMF days and all about him, and that's kind of after my time. It's kind of like because because Jeezy's been pop, you know, like Jeezy's been popping way before Gucci, but like by the by the time I was like really, you know, listening, you know, in, in middle school and shit, it was kind of Gucci's no, time. They got to popping at the same time. Jeezy uh, yeah. got kind of got bigger mainstream, yeah, mainstream, you know, but. Gucci, I mean, dude, he always had Gucci's and a always- people may laugh at this, bro. Gucci's a top five, top five rapper for me personally. Like, I know that, yeah, like, you ever seen that? You ever seen that video of Lil Wayne? It's it, I was like, fuck you, Lil Wayne. But like, no, nah, I wasn't even like that. But he's like, oh, like somebody like a reporter was like, Oh yeah, Gucci Mane was just named top five rapper, and you just see Lil Wayne go just live. He goes, My 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 guy, my guy Gucci. Was like, you know, <laughs> but like, bro, but from but I guess, I mean, I'm from Seattle, which is crazy, but, like, dude, I swear to God, we were force-fed that shit when we got into, like, we got into middle school, high school. Like, back in 95, like, Trap Back, oh, my God. Fucking, fucking, that's all we were bumping, dude. And then, you know, yeah, that shit went so hard. Like, that's, yeah, that shit went so hard, bro. All all of the Trap Gods got me, bro. Yeah, beautiful times for Atlanta. They were running shit, man. T.I. was jumping, man. D4L. Like, you had all kind of... I mean, Atlanta was killing it, man. And I lived in Atlanta at that time, so I was right there. You know, I kicked it with BMF plenty of times. Big Meech and them. Like, I was right there. And, like, Atlanta was popping then, dude. Yeah. Was it Was it really all, like... I mean, I'm, I, I, think it, I, think, I think it was, but, like, was it really all the hype? Because, I mean, I mean... Cause I would always hear like, yeah, Jeezy was a millionaire before rap, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, or was it a little, yeah. a little, a little hyped up? I mean, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, the BMF wasn't hyped up. Yeah, <laughs> Jeezy rolled with BMF, you know what I'm saying? But the BMF when they came through, it was like, you know, like they really like, you know, when BMF when 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 Meech and them got locked up, man. The, the economy in Atlanta went down, man. Strippers was going broke. Like, they fed the streets so much. Like, not just them tipping in the club, but them feeding the streets so other people could tip in the club. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they literally was feed like, and I, and like, that that was a crazy time. Like, dude, I remember one time, dude, we were, we were at Magic City. I, you can look at, you can look at the 25th anniversary DVD of Magic City. I'm all up on there with fucking, hey. with own hose, goddamn bottle, like, you know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, we was, I remember we was going, we was walking in, man, and there was a red phantom, man. And I was so fucked up, man. And, and it was the red, you know, the little, the, the metal things with the red rope. And I leaned on it, and that motherfucker fell over and hit the phantom. And I just heard someone say, "That's Meech's phantom." (laughs) Go fuck. You know what I'm saying? I was like, "Yeah, bro, phantom." And so security came out. They looked at it. There wasn't no scratch. They put it up, and like you know, the security knew me, man. I was a regular, and then there was like, "Yeah, he's good," you know. But I mean, I yeah, but that's Meech's phantom, though. (laughs) up in there like that you know that's when they was getting the silver tray with ten thousand ones and oh, getting man. five of them shits and like yeah um, that was a beautiful time in atlanta man like it, what do you think yeah. what do you what do you think about this like and, and you know maybe my my history doesn't serve me well maybe maybe it's i mean maybe it's a little before this but like in a sense though like right like bmf is kind of that infrastructure for trap music movement right i know they all you know a lot of them but like 
I mean, yeah. really like the trap, like, I mean, I guess to my knowledge, I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't have the best issue on it, but like, you know, BMF set that infrastructure. I mean, the of, first group, the first group to talk about the trap was outcast. Okay. Yep. Outcast was the first group that I know to talk about the trap, you know, and, and you got mm-hmm. the mafia and shit like that. Uh, but, but yeah, BMF, like they literally, like they fueled the city, the modern day uh, trap music now, like they're that infrastructure. Right? Yeah. Like that's they, so like, crazy. Yeah, man. Like, you know, like, I mean, at that time, man, at that time, there was a lot of rich motherfuckers in the city, dude. It was know? like the start of that trap where it's like, I'm trapping. I got the bends. I got the, I, you know, like that, like flashiness, right? Where maybe, I don't know, like, I mean, I, I can't really speak for outcast or anything, but maybe it's a little more the old school trap, the old school, you know, folks that are like, you know, we don't, we don't flash that shit. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. I don't know the history around it. So I think, I think. I think that uh, BMF, like, I think, you know, and, 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 and 50 Cent's got the documentary coming out, you know what I'm saying? But um, I think BMF fueled a lot of the, like, the, the stunt. I mean, did this mother, the, 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 like, my bad, I keep. No, you're good. I, I can hear you, though, but yeah, keep going. It's like uh, they fueled a lot of the, like, the, the for, you know, they, they picked up on the, Nikki Barnes and like all them cats that was for real stunt. Like, I mean, these dudes, like, you know, I remember they like had a party with like tigers and fucking zebras and giraffes and shit in the club, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? They were, they were took balling to another level. And then with the jewelry and with the whole just, I mean, like rapping about bricks, like seven. Five for the brick, like I everybody. Got bricks, yeah, I had all white like, bricks. Yeah. You know, motherfuckers talking. About, I get, uh, yeah, seventeen five. Like, like they they changed the game, man. I can't wait to see the show. Like, I'm yeah. a big fan for life. Uh, Fifty Cent's other show, so I know this BMF's gonna be dope. I can't yeah. wait because, you know, it's a situation where I was around a lot of that shit, man, and I seen, you know, our. It's going to be, I'm looking forward to it, man. What do you, and and I love 50 Cent. I'm a huge fan of, you know, Get Rich or Die Trying is definitely in my top five albums of all time. And, you know, I love 50 Cent. I love all his music. I'm a huge, I'm a diehard 50 Cent fan. But um, what do you think about, like, you know, someone from New York, right? Like, you know, I'm sure he's going to have, you know, all the experts, you know, from that area, from that time. But is he really the right person to be the one producing it? I, I don't know. Maybe that's just a symbolic thing, maybe, right? Well, yeah. no, nah, not nah, well. You know, he's he's got South. You know, Southwest T got out, who is Big Meech's brother. Mm. Southwest T, you know, he was he, you know, because they're all from Detroit, man. So, oh Southwest, yeah, 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 yep, mm-hmm. yeah. Southwest right. T, got, Southwest T, I believe he got pardoned by Trump. You know what I'm saying? Did he really? So, uh, um, yeah, yeah. That's Southwest, crazy. Okay. Big Meech, I, I think uh, he's out. I know he's yeah. out. But uh, uh, yeah, I think he got pardoned by Trump. But uh, but anyway, he's he's on board with all that. So I'm pretty oh, he's sure he's like helping, you know, really make sure it's the right. Yeah. OK, I feel you. That. Yeah, that's going to be fire, bro. I'm, I'm excited for that, dude. When's it coming out? You know, like roughly like. No, nah, I don't. I'm, I'm, nah, I'm just I heard about it. I heard about it a couple like at least a few months ago. Yeah, it's been in the. Yeah, that's dope. But it's going to be. It's just, it's cool, man. Like, you know, it's, he, he's like the, you know, like the fucking 
black Pablo Escobar of our time. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's like, what it popped in my head when you're like, they got tigers, giraffes in the club. It's like, I was about to say right there. I was like, that's literally like an American version, like, you know, uh, of Escobar. Like, you know? And like, that's like one dude, like uh, uh, bought a limo at auction that formerly belonged to Meech and ended up finding a secret compartment with a million dollars in it. You know what I'm saying? Like all kind of crazy oh. stories. happy man yeah oh my god what the that is that's nuts bro that is nuts um you got it so you got a little you got a little bit more time i got a couple more questions for you that's cool yeah i know i'm doing it um yeah man oh man this has been a great convo i I really appreciate your time um okay so I'm, i'm curious so like what are you you know i always ask this to people you know um what are you like, you know, what are some of the top brands in Cali when it comes to cannabis brands, in your opinion? And what I mean, I guess, by top brands is, is what's let me know what you like. And then let me know, like, what you think is popping in, in the street, like in the streets and like public in general. Right. I'm curious. Yeah. Um, As far as brands that I fuck with, I mean, of course, you know, uh, uh, you got to anything burner puts out is going to blow up. Yeah and cookies is going to blow up but um as far as like live resin carts and shit like that like buddies buddies goes you, hard dude and i will 100 percent back that up hard. they go like hard. I, mm-hmm. yeah I fuck with diamonds buddies. or go hard too yeah 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 and uh and uh you know on the flower shit like dude i'm black market bro i don't buy i don't i don't even know have to you know i fuck with buddies because i don't i don't i don't trust these pins off yeah. the street so I need a respectable company that's going to do like live resin that I know mm-hmm. is going to be tested and pure. But as far as weed, I buy my weed off the street, bro. And that's the crazy thing about Cali, Cali, bro. Yeah. No legal market in the world is like that, bro. Besides Cali where you could like, and that's what the crazy thing is like, you could build a brand in the illegal market, the black market and have it pop off in the streets, bubbling in the streets. And like, that's the only place you could do. You couldn't do that in Washington. Any, no, you yeah. can't do it in Washington. You can do that. In, you can do that anywhere, bro. It's only Cali, right? Yeah. Like, and I, like, I love that. I think it's dope. I think it's you know. Um, you yeah, know. but I mean, uh, I, uh, like as far as like flowers that I've been liking, I, I like uh, anything like lifted, like like Nump, Nump, like Nump's grapes, and like all that lifted shit that Nump's does. That shit's fire. Um, I buy Clout King's shit. No, I, he's on the podcast. He's a episode. I already had him, dude. That guy's a that guy's uh, dude. He's a he's a smart cat. He's also he's a smart cat. I, yeah, I had him on the pod. Um, like five yeah, or six episodes. From that turns, it was good, man. You know, yeah. it was what do you think about Cloud King? What do you like? Is that like you think? Like that's a I crazy marketing market, tactic. I think he's a marketing genius. I mean, I see yeah. where people. I see people get pissed at him, yeah. and and uh, I. Like the thing about him is he really looks like a cocksucker. Like he, you know, like he looks like the asshole that that he's portraying. That's what he wants to look like. He's he does a good job portraying that dude that you want to hate. I don't hate him. I think he's hilarious. Think you know, hilarious, yeah. but I'm saying like his his whole persona and his whole thing. He's got a good. He's got. It's all about marketing in this game. And you know, I and I talked to him about that. I talked to him about that because I was like, "There's a lot of similarities with the with the with the rap game or the music industry." And it's like nowadays you're seeing these like these trolls that be popping off, making whole careers off trolling, right? And 
I was like, that's kind of what you're doing, which is fucking brilliant. Like, it's fucking brilliant, it, bro. And that's I was talking about get mad about it when they get that's what's funny dude. and we like, talked about a couple people i'm sure you probably know about the people we're talking about and we were talking about it and i was like why did these fools respond you're in the rap game i kind of gave it away there but like you're in the rap game you should know this don't ever respond to these trolls like you're a millionaire you're, like you're you're, you're pop like yeah. you gave it and that's why i was like you know because like i saw and and i i was like i brought that up to him and he was like what do you mean like like I was like, there's a lot of similarities, bro. You trolling motherfuckers and you're getting to the top and you're brilliant for it, bro. And you made it like, like yeah. yeah. Like I saw some with him and uh, some dude named Kylie plug. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, bro. And, yeah. Like I, like he posted the picture, like the last thing, uh, the, the, the last thing the plug sees when he gets a pound back two ounces short. And it was like, and like, I thought that I, 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 that's, I didn't know that was a real, like, that's a real dude. Like he really was trying, I don't know. Like he, he is, he's funny, dude. Like he's funny, dude. Like I, I, I would like, pull, yeah. Keep going. Kelly was pissed. I'm a little high and drunk now. Sometimes no, you was pissed and they were going back and forth. And I thought it was fucking hilarious. Dude. It's so funny, bro. And it's like, when you look at music, you're like, you know, it's you look st- at, yeah, it's like two motherfucking rappers beefing, but it's it's like the old head beefing with the younger one that's trolling them, and you're like, dude, stop, stop interact. Like, you gotta, you know what I mean? And and you know, I, I think at the end of the day, though, I think I think Cali would eventually learn. Oh, Cali plug a rapper. He's like a influencer or weed uh, something, but I wouldn't call it. I, you weren't talking about him being a rapper, were you? No, 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 no. I was just uh, saying in general. Like I was talking to yeah, I was talking about you, you know, somebody else, but. Um, but, um, no, but, but, you know, I think Cali plug like eventually kind of learned too. Cause it, it, I'm just saying like the, the, the whole dynamic of like the, like, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the trolling in the rap game and how he's been implementing it in this, in this market. Um, but I think, I don't know. I, I haven't, I, I think the Cali plug has kind of just realized the whole, the game where you, but Cali, Cali plug is like a, He's not like a like all those songs is like they're like uh like parody. It's songs. like parody. No, no, I'm not calling him a rapper. He's like a he's like a Snapchat celebrity trap kind of like you know influencer, right? I really I, he's one of the people I really want to have on my show as well. I would love to have him because I'm just curious because we you know I mean he's he's def, he's stupid internet famous man. He's got I yeah. mean you know he's not yeah yeah no he's he a, can click all them snitch rumors too on your show. I've done a couple of videos on him, bro. And I got at least like, what, like 10 plus comments being like, dude's a snitch or like, you know, I don't know, bro. It's, yeah, I don't know. I, don't I have know no that. idea, bro. And I, yeah, I just hear the streets and that has come up. I don't know if it's true or not, but your, your platform would be a perfect place for him to, to air that out. You know, I would love that. If you, anybody out there, if you get plug me up, bro, I would love to talk to him because one, I just, you know, someone that, you know, my homies, like we, you know, we, we my homies been following this dude for a minute, like just, just, just all this shit. But I would, I would love to have him on my platform. Um, cause he's just one of those characters that fascinate me, you know, you, you know, yourself, you know, Cloud King, you know, CJ, all these different people I want to have. On. Well, it's the best cannabis content out right now. That mother makes me CJ? laugh. DJ has got the best shit out right now. Oh, all yeah, these, that's I've been I've been rocking with him, tough, bro. Yeah, like that motherfucker makes me laugh, dog. You know what I'm saying, bro? 
he came. So he, so there's a show I, I, I'm a, I'm a writer for, um, it's called the dab roast. We need to have you on. Oh, like, I need to get that man. Cause I don't take dabs that much. So that's just 10 good. dabs, 10 questions, right? Yeah. That's fucked me up. No, no, but you can choose the size of the dab, but like CJ came on and I'm not even going to lie, bro. I like, I almost pissed my pants laughing. Like, like, like it's funny, dude. Oh my but God, he, bro. He's funny, but he will fuck you up too. Like he's a gangster, dude. Like, no, bro. And that's the funny thing, bro. That's, he, what, that's the point I want to, that's what I want people to understand. Like, I don't want people to think, okay, this dude dresses up like a, like a meth, like a tweaker chick and he's <laughs> funny, but like, nah, CJ got them hands, dude. Nah, CJ. Nah, yeah. And he'll up that iron on you. Like, CJ's crazy, boy. Like, that's all. I mean. 100%. I, Bro, I was, he came into the show. He came in the show. And he literally gets on the show. And he just roasts our entire crew. And I thought <laughs> it was, He just, like, it was so. Bro, it was, the, it was the funniest shit I've ever heard, bro. I'm, I, I will send you this shit when it comes out. I'm yeah, I got it. It is so. No, no. It is one of the. I'm so excited for it to come out. It's it's so funny. And we randomly had all these people coming. It was, it was, it's kind of even really explain it. You talk to CJ about it. It, it, it was, it was fucking hilarious, bro. I, I'm, I'm on audio, right? And I'm just like, cause I just look down and I'm, cause I, I'm just going over like notes on questions and I'm just listening to audio. And I'm like, I almost fell on the ground a couple of times. And it's like, everyone else is like, they're fun. You know, they're cool. They're funny. But like, we had, we had the entire room just burst out. It was, he got, okay. Like, this is what shows you about CJ. We had hella, we had hella celebrities. We had all different types of celebrities. While there were like the most people in that room at that time, there was a couple other people that had like enough people in, in the room too. But like this dude got the most pictures by far. Oh no, did we lose him? Oh no, I'm here. Hold on, I'm here. Oh, there uh, we go. There we go. This guy, CJ, I was, I was, I have the videos of it. It's like he literally had like a like a, a eight, nine person line waiting to get pictures taken. Yeah, no. Like, dude's, he, a, dude's a star, bro. And I, I saw it right away. I saw it right away, honestly, because I, I like the moment we had our first like con, like, yeah, no, that dude, that dude, that dude's dude, that dude is talented, bro. And and the world needs to see that dude more. Um, yeah. Oh, it's coming. Trust me. Yeah. No, it's it's about a pop, bro. He's that guy. Yeah, that guy fucking killed me, bro. That guy fucking killed me. Um. Well, man. Hey, I really, really. What do we just do? We just do the cool the cool hour and a half bro hell yeah man um nice. well i just want to say thank you so much jackie uh i, I really enjoyed this conversation it's one of my favorite conversations i've had on this podcast i'd love to have you back uh in the future hey anytime yeah and, and if you're up you know come up to seattle let's kick it let's smoke one um you know but i, I you know i love you know really appreciate this conversation just all the wisdom all the stories um and and, and you know appreciate your time bro bro yeah, yeah. Y'all make sure you check out Croptober on yes, social sir. club, man. And, yep. uh, where, where, yeah. where can the people find you, by the way? I always fuck this up at the end. Oh, uh, Jackie underscore chain, C-H-A-I-N on Instagram. Uh, Jackie chain 74 on Twitter, but I'm not on there much. But yeah, yeah y'all. I'll plug yeah, it down in the description, too. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me, brother. Next hey, time man. I can- I really appreciate it. you, man. Yeah. Hey, this is the Frame Flower Podcast. This is episode number 32 with my man. Jackie Chain, thank you so much. Peace. I know the money, I know. I like to chop up the pounds. You call me El Chavo. Rolling that bag, flipping the pack, selling that shit, selling like that.